As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you as servants any longer, because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends, because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my Father. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commands so that you may love one another. The Gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Lindsay, you may be seated. Grace and peace to you this morning. So who here does yoga? I want to see a show of hands. Yeah. For me, it's been a couple years, but I used to attend um, free classes at night in an elementary school media center when I was earning next to nothing as an AmeriCorps volunteer in Minneapolis. And I remember as I would shift into new poses that my instructor would keep on telling us that we weren't just wrapping our bodies around themselves for the fun of it. The poses, she said, have meaning for our full selves, not just our bodies. This pose opens your heart, she'd say. This pose connects you to your own strength. This pose helps you release those little wounds you've been carrying with you all day. I'm going to suggest something a little bizarre, but go with me here. I think that in today's scripture, Jesus is giving his disciples two yoga poses to practice. Now, the words of scripture today come in the middle of this long speech that Jesus is giving his disciples, chapters and chapters of him speaking before he is arrested and crucified and taken away from them for good. Jesus knows that he's leaving, and he wants to give his disciples hints for where to find God after Jesus is no longer with them in bodily form. Now, Jesus knows that God is everywhere, and that's good. We want God to be everywhere in all times and in all places, but the downside to that is that it makes God a little bit hard to recognize sometimes, doesn't it? If something is everywhere, all at once, that thing is kind of invisible. How do you learn to see something that is always there surrounding you like the air surrounds us? Jesus' disciples then and now don't always know how to recognize God's presence around them. So enter these poses that Jesus teaches. 
Now, to be fair, Jesus didn't know about yoga, so he doesn't call them poses. He calls them commandments. But he's not commanding us to perform some specific task like go clean your room. Jesus is talking here about a way of living in the world, habits that we form, postures that we take that help us realize and recognize God's invisible presence with us. All right, are you ready to learn them? This is the first one. This one's called Abide in My Love. You want to try it? Go ahead. You might need to, like, rein it in a little bit because you're going to hit your neighbor's face. But, like, this is the fullness of it, right? <laughs> Have you ever done this pose before? I have. One time I was hiking in the mountains and suddenly we crested a ridge and oh my, the view. Last week I saw my goddaughter walking for the first time. Oh my gosh. Anything that causes this wonder and awe and sense of marvel to rise within me, and I take the abide in my love pose. We had confirmation this morning, and I had the joy of getting to chat with seven of our confirmands about what their faith means to them before they get confirmed. And they told me about the unique ways that they strike the abide in my love pose. Maybe not actually physically with their bodies, but certainly with their hearts. We have one girl who is passionate about chemistry. It's her favorite class. It makes her curious. It makes her excited about the world and how it's put together and made up on a molecular level. That curiosity, that wonder, that knowledge and joy of discovery, That's this pose. Another told me how sometimes when he is at school, he can get really stressed out. There's a lot of pressure. But then he goes fishing. And when he gets on that lake and everything is peaceful, he is abiding in God's love. Now, I think it's significant that when you're holding this pose, you can't get anything done. (laughs) You can't cook or clean or build a house or turn a page on your sermon. Your hands are pretty much useless. And that's the point. All you can do in this pose is to take in your surroundings When you are doing the abide in my love, you are receiving the gift that God is giving you in this wider world. And after all, that is what abide means. It means to rest, to dwell in, to simply be. Might I suggest that that is faith? Faith is not something we do. Faith is something we receive as a gift from God. 
faith is simply receiving the presence of the living God. It's seeing all that you do as being held by and wrapped up in God's love and light. Faith is not a matter of us wrapping our minds around God. It's learning that God is wrapped around us. That's what this pose means that we are receiving the grace of each moment, that we are drinking in the beauty and awe of being alive in this universe that is equal parts glorious and strange. Now, sometimes we get this notion that faith means we have to believe with our heart and our brain at every moment, or that our faith isn't real if God hasn't intervened and given us a special supernatural sign just for us. But look at what Jesus says today. He tells us that when we find ourselves abiding and resting and receiving the world as the gift it is, that is God with us. That is God's presence with us. All right, are you ready for the second pose? This one's called, Love One Another As I Have Loved You. Go ahead and try it out for size. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Technically, this one works best when you're with a partner and you can lean in and support each other, but you can do it on your own too. Love one another as I have loved you, says Jesus. So how has Jesus loved us? Jesus has loved us like this. Notice that in this pose, your arms are open because Jesus' arms were open to all those who had been excluded or ridiculed or shamed or cut off in any way. Notice that the arms are low because Jesus was always ready to raise someone up. The sick, the suffering, the sinners, all of them received abundant life from Jesus. And notice that the hands are open in generosity because Jesus gave of himself fully, multiplying loaves and fishes, turning water into wine, and yes, on the cross, giving up his own life. This is how Jesus loved us. And when we take this pose and love each other in this way, Jesus tells us that God is truly present with us. Can I share a couple variations on this pose that I've seen in our confirmands from this morning? One confirmand told me that even though she fights a lot with her sister, deep down, they know that they love each other very much. Another said that this church is teaching her how important it is to be accepting and inclusive of others, and so she's trying to live that out every day at her school. Another that decided that his own faith calls him to love and understand people who are different than he is, and so he did his faith project on learning about Judaism. That's the kind of love that Jesus was loving the world with. And when we, too, jump into that stream of love, which is still flowing, 
when we find ourselves in that strange joy of loving another person, whatever the nature of that love is, then we know that God is present. If you want to know where God is in your life, look for where you or others around you are loving like this. Look for true friendship. Not chumminess or infatuation, but deep respect and relationship. That's friendship. And that, according to Jesus today, is where we will know God's love is for us also. Okay, so you know the yoga poses now, yes? You got the abide in my love, and you've got the love one another as I have loved you. You've got them down, right? Wrong. Wrong. These poses take a lifetime to learn. And the way that you perform them right now is going to be different from the way that you will perform them in the future. Faith is a living thing. And that means your faith will look different now than it does in the future. And that's okay. In fact, that's good because God is the one who is making your faith shape and develop and grow and change. Jesus tells us that God has chosen you and God is using you to bear fruit into the the world. That's the deep truth here, that whether or not you can believe it right now, God is always and forever surrounding you and holding you in love that is eternal and strong. She's got the whole world in her hands. It's just a matter of how much you're going to be a part of that divine life flowing out into the world. But if you have tasted something good and true from doing this or doing this, then you have already touched and tasted God's presence in your life. So continue to go to those places. Continue to grow in God's love. Yes, keep one foot in this church, pursuing the questions and listening to the stories we tell here in this place, but put one foot out in the world, pursuing your passions, looking out for the good of your neighbor, Abide in God's love. Love one another as God has loved you. And God promises to use you to bear fruit that will last. Amen.